somehow I want to deal with this subject. The Bible said, and I sought for a man among them. God said, I'm looking for a man. In that phrase, it didn't say, I'm looking for a sister. Now you say, I believe in women preachers. Yes, and you're a spiritual moron, do you? There ain't no such thing. It was a rooster that crowed and woke Peter up, not a hen. Amen. Down there, how she stew with a hen crowed, we had dumplings for dinner. Amen. But God said, I left a man. I wanted a man. I wanted a man. I wanted a man. Bible said there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Hallelujah. God said, I'm a looking for a man. Now you just stay up with me now. God's in this place. Now I'll tell you right now, I've done felt the breeze from another world. I've done, done heard the rustling in the bow by a bush. Boy, you're right there. Amen. You say, why, well, we've got lots of preachers. 
I want to tell you, friend of mine, uh, it'll take more than buying a Red Schofield Bible uh, to make you God's man. Amen. Uh, it'll take more than walking through uh, a Tennessee temple or a Carson Newman uh, to make you a man of God. Amen. Uh, why, hallelujah. Uh, you can get a blue shirt suit uh, like, the, like Dr. Lee Robinson uh, and still not be a man of God. Amen. Uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, you can learn how to comb your hair. Uh, and get you a book on full etiquette. And I'll tell you right now, you can get commentaries that'll cover shelf after shelf and still not be a man of God. First of all, I'll tell you right now, I may be old-fashioned nowadays, but I still believe in a divine call of God. But God Almighty calls me. Paul said he put me into the ministry. Hallelujah. Now, what is it that God's looking for? What kind of a man does God want today? What kind of a man will God use today? Number one, I believe God's looking for some fearless men. Amen. I'm talking about some fearless men. It's a sad hour that we're living in today. A many of a preacher that said they're God's men have got a backbone like jello. Amen. I believe old John the Baptist come out of the wilderness, hallelujah, had on old camel skins, and a few old discs, a suit around him. But John came out. Oh, he said he didn't fit. He may not have fit down there with the afternoon pink lemonade society, but he was God's man, and God had his hand on him. Somebody said, well, what about him? Oh, John came on the scene with a handful of roasted grasshoppers and honey running down through his whiskers. Somebody said, what do you have? The first message he brought was on repentance. Amen. And brother, you can't be a modernist and preach on repentance. Hallelujah. Oh, John said, fellas, you're a bunch of snakes. And he said, you're a generation of vipers. Now, brother, you've got to have a backbone to do that. You walk out on the scene and say, you ain't nothing but a low down bunch of snakes. You can tell right there, you'll get popular, boy. Amen? But I'm getting so sick and tired of these old man dependent, pussy foot and ear tickling, back patting, compromising, Casper milk toast, uh, corner cutting, uh, pink lemonade sipping society preachers uh, with ruffles on their sleeves. Uh, and I would imagine they've got ruffles on their underwear. Amen. Uh, brother, God bless that little crowd uh, that'll twist their mouth around on one side uh, and say, I love you. Uh, and my friend, they've got no rebuke. Uh, they've got no message, my friend, uh, that'll point his finger in the devil's face. Uh, Nathan walked up in David's eyeball uh, and said, you're the man, hallelujah. God's man. He's a fearless man, hallelujah. We've got men filling pulpits today. You preach something the crowd don't like, and old lady waggles all, so I don't like. And you'll say, well, I didn't mean you. But I'd like to slap both eyeballs into one day. Amen. 
Why, you hellcat? I tell you right now, we've got men today that the chairman can walk up and say, I think you ought to apologize. Well, I sure will. I sure do it. I'm sorry that I preached so rough like that. I'll try not to do it no more. God help you tonight. If you've got any God in you, uh, brother, why don't you lie back on your spiritual hind legs uh, and say, God called me, uh, and God sent me, hallelujah, uh, and you're not telling me how to do it, amen. Uh, we need some fearless men. We've got men, my friend, and I'm sorry to say this. My friend, they'll sell out every conviction they've got to stay in that little locality. They'll sell out heavenly Holy Ghost convictions to stay there. They've got their nest feathered, and they said, boy, I'm going to stay there. They will lie back on their haunches and say, this is the way it is. Amen? John said, you're nothing but a bunch of snakes, and I ain't a baptizing you neither. Amen? Amen. I said, listen, I believe we need some fearless men today. I believe we need some fearless men today. Oh, you said, now, preacher, I believe you can get too rough. Granted, my friend, you can get too much flesh. I'm not talking about that kind of fearless. I'm talking about, my friend, when God's all over you, in you, around you, and gives you that holy boldness, that, uh, that fearlessness. Uh, but I'm here to tell you right now, you can stand on that. Uh, and God will deliver you right in the face of the enemy. You believe that? Say amen. We need some fearless. Haven't you got more respect for a man that will stand up and look at you and say this is the way it is than you have for that little old jellyfish? You can walk up and smell behind his ear and you know Avon's called. Little sissy thing, look down his fingernails and they're pungy, amen. Get his shoes off and probably his toenails is too. Amen. Amen. It's a sissy you can tell. Amen. It even walks like a girl. I can't stand nobody like that. I don't want to be around that crowd. Amen. I don't know, I don't care, brother, if a man doesn't know what underline the odor is. If he's God's man, hallelujah, I'll just speak with him. Amen. This little old sissy bunch. Well, I feel the Lord has called me, and I want to tell you how sweet you are. John said, repent. Repent. Amen. But we've got this little mother cuddling crowd today. They're going to say, well, if I offended you, I'm sorry. Now I want you to forgive me. Somebody must have kept their pacifier away from them. Fearless men. We need some, Brother Ray. We need some fearless men today. But we've got some that will sell your children down the river before they'll stand hitched for God. Amen. There ain't anybody's dog that'll hunt with. I believe God's looking for some fearless men. Men that'll stand up in the devil's eyeball, spit in his eye, and say, this is the way it is. God said it. Amen. You know God's had some fearless men down through the Bible. 
Hallelujah. You know, they get to the backbone like a saw log. They're about 2,000 pounds and don't care. They get out here on the hillside and begin to build a boat and no water around. Amen. He didn't fear the criticism. He didn't fear his uh, lowering in the social, social realm. He didn't fear. Amen. But a lot of folks are afraid to get off on a path that's not well approved by society. It must have the endorsement of every preacher and everybody. I want to tell you sometimes, in my life I found real blessings in being an oddball. Amen. I found some real blessings in just being an oddball. Amen. I was telling you about the other night when I left organized religion and they come around and said, Son, I was an oddball in our family. I got some kin folks that wouldn't pour water on me if I was on fire. Because I tell you, my, my headquarters is not in Nashville. Amen. They think I'm an oddball. They think, well, he's not with it. He's not here. And that news for you, honey. If God blesses me much more, I just can't take it. Amen. God's looking for some careless men that'll storm that deacon's meeting, hallelujah, and jerk the reins out of everybody else's hand and, and say, I'm the daddy rabbit around here. Amen, that My little brother sitting here, God bless his heart, Pastor Stan Dalton, the devil tried to pull a classic trick on him every day. This tickles the fire out of me. They're renting the old Union Hall down in Dalton on Underwood Street. That's our church building. And uh, the devil, you know, went right across the road over there and built them, build them uh, one of these uh, uh, clubs, you know. Well, I don't know what kind of it is, but... Any kind of that they wanted to sell beer. They wanted to sell beer in the place. And they didn't know that in that old union hall over there was a church meeting. And the church found out about it and went up before the city commission and said, We're a church over there, we don't want to sell beer that close to us. And the city commission closed them down. Now they got over $20,000 invested in the building, can't sell a bottle. Amen. But let me show you what the devil tried to do to them the other day sent word and said, we want to give you $5,000 on a new building. Somebody said, oh my goodness, isn't that wonderful here? You know what we've done? Turn them down. Amen. Turn them down. Turn them down. Said you can't buy us. We won't buy. We won't bend. We may have to meet in a union hall or under a brush harbor, but we won't be all. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some fearless men will meet the disapproval of society and still go on. Well, if you don't think it takes some, some men with a backbone like a solog, them three Hebrew boys, that is stood. So, hey, boys, when that music breaks loose, you better hit your prayer bones. I don't know what the conversation was, but it might have went something like this. Old Shadrach looked around and said, what about you, Meshach? said, I ain't bending on me. Abednego said, that's exactly how I feel. I ain't a moving an inch. Amen. God just stood in the street, and everybody's out there, and the music started in. Everybody could flop out on the street. Hebrew boys are standing there like three nuts. 
Somebody tugged at one of the coattails and said, you better get down here. He said, leave me alone, boy. Now, you say, well, now the Bible don't say they said that. Don't say they didn't. Smart Alec. Amen. Leave me alone. Somebody said, what happened? Somebody said, what took place? They said, we ain't going to do it. We ain't going to do it. We, we just ain't going to bow. The old uh, head uh, knocker down there said, get that furnace going, boys. Boy, that is stood. And I imagine that pressure died when he just started jumping higher, higher. Boy, getting red hot, and they couldn't put no more fuel in it higher, higher. And eventually it went over that tag, and it bent and broke, and all around. Man, they said, that's the hottest this furnace has ever been. But it took a backbone to stand there and look at that old flaming furnace, amen. It's like a real backbone to stand there, boy. Thought them boys stood. Amen. Somebody said, well, now, why didn't God save them from the furnace? Honey, he saved them in the furnace. Amen. Yeah. Somebody said, what'd they find in that furnace, preacher? Well, it was what they found out fire couldn't burn them. Glory to God, the Bible tells me there wasn't even a smell of smoke on them. Amen. Hey, man, it wasn't sins. Somebody said, it's getting rough around here. Stand for God. He'll deliver you. Hallelujah. They found out when you're free in him, you're free indeed. And God looked down and saw he's having such a good time. He said, I believe I'll go down there and walk with Amen. The king said, didn't you throw three in there? He said, yeah, one, two, three. He said, hey, man, he's in there right now. One of them said, one, two, three. One, two, three. Oh. oh. Amen. They said, hey, Daniel. Said, haven't you heard about the decree? Said, sure have. Sure have. Said, where are you going? He said, I'm going like I always have. I'm going to pray. I'm going up there to pray. Said, ain't you scared, Daniel? Said, ain't shut up a bit. Ain't shut up a bit. God's looking for some fearless men. God's not looking for this jellyfish crowd. God's looking for some men with a backbone like a saw log and 2,000 pounds and don't care. There's too many preachers, my friend, that's ready to be dictated to for a price. Amen? There's too many men, my friend, that'll sell out for a price. You know, I don't know what happens. It just does. God does it. I know that much. But sometimes, I don't know how, um, unless God does do it, and I know he does. I, sometimes I get in some big churches. I don't know how, but unless God does put me in there. And brother, listen, every once in a while, one of these modernists will make a mistake and get me in there. And I listen, one night, I went back on the back bench, and I set that little darling, the pastor. Pale is warmed over death. Wouldn't even speak to me. <laughs> Somebody said, Why didn't you leave? God said, Stay. Just stay. It's not easy to stay where the pastor won't even speak to you. It's not easy to stay behind. Amen. You try it sometime, find out. It's not easy to stand there, who's my friend, when the deacon board shuns you. Amen. Amen. Somebody wants to say, Well, you stay for the offering. I'll tell you what I'll do. You find out how much it was, and I'll give you half of it. I'll give you 90% of it. 
No, but you got to keep that more than a peanut butter sandwich on it. I don't. Amen. Preachers, let me tell you something right now. If God doesn't give you a backbone, you better stay out of this preaching business. I got news for you, brother. You better stay out of it. Because you're going to be amazed one day you'll find a crowd right in the middle of the church and scratch your eyeballs out. And that bunch of loved you to death the first three weeks you were there, I'll kill you the next three months you were there. When they find out, brother, that you two don't dance in dance in little half a bush, and brother, they'll kill you. Amen. And brother, you think you're having for rough right now, you better lick every drop of honey off your choppers. Because they'll call your eyeballs out one of these days. And if you're a compromiser, I'll come and help them. Get your head up. I'll let you know when we're going to pray. Look at me while I'm preaching to you. God's looking for some callous men. Well, you sit out there, you're right now. I'm fearless when I'm around a crowd like this. God wants you to be fearless when you're out there by yourself. Anybody can be kind of brave in a bunch like this that'll sick him on the holler, amen. But brother, when you're out there with your back up to the wall, glory to God, and that old heifer walks up to you with that old long bony finger stuck up in your eyeballs and like that, bite it off. Bite it off. Reach out, you're going to get your hands come just slap your eyes off. Yeah, you said that. Brother B, I'm kind of hanging it rough over there. You've already started looking for baseball boxes, haven't you? You're already driving around behind the stores now. You're not window shopping, you're garbage dump shopping. You're trying to find some boxes to talk in, ain't you? Amen. You're looking for your cave to get in so you can tell God. Lord, they throw down the prophet. All those names stone the prophet. They're looking for me. Say, we say, we say, you silly thing. My God, the mercy. Bless the Lord. Just sharpen up your spurs, glory to God, and crook your neck. Cross those eyes. Come here. Just quiet in your neck, that a body could have an ice cream, couldn't we? God's looking for those careless men. Careless, hallelujah. They'll stand. God said, after having done all to stand, run. <laughs> Sneaky boy. I get sorry. I get sorry for folks sometimes. They just sit around like a big bird. Just gobble up in your throat. 
Brother Earl Cotton and I one time was down Oh, I said, Brother Earl, down to church, I believe it was, wasn't And I said something, one fellow said, Amen! And Brother Earl gathered and said, You missed it, you missed it. And I said it again, and that poor fellow said, Amen! Earl said, You missed it again. You remember that, Earl? Lord God. Yeah. Amen, he does too, Amen. God said, after having done all the sun, stand. All right. Next of all, God's looking for some factual creatures. Factual. This morning, my mind goes back. My dear old departed mama. <laughs> we live up yonder on the side of the hill. We had a little dog named Star. And we buried it one day when it was raining. I told her we'd meet her. Now we'll stand and sing and shake hands. Go ahead and laugh, folks, but it's a sad thing. It's a sad, sad thing. We've had enough graveyard digging, folks. Said, preach the word. Preach the word. It's a sad hour that we're living in when we've got so little factual preaching. No words, no sermonettes, little old perfume squirting sermonettes. And then you go around wondering why you don't know anything about God's Bible. Go around wondering why you're so weak and sick and sleepy. Why you got to make yourself go to church. But you know the amazing thing to me is that folks that know it and won't get at it. Now that shocks me, boy. That how I'm honest before that I'm amazed at people. How off would you go to the table and look down in the bowls and just find a little bit of a, a kind of a skim down in there where the groceries had been? And here was a glass that wasn't no milk in it, the sincere milk of the world. Now there's a platter where the meat ought to be and no meat. How long would you continue to go to that table? Well, if you did, you'd die. I'm amazed at you. Well, you said, I just go there because it's the old home church. Now, you're going to have to get up a whole lot earlier than that to sell me that bill of goods. 
I've got to go where my soul can get some spiritual groceries. I must have it. I cannot survive otherwise. I'll die. Oh, now, Brother Ed, wait a minute. I'll tell you right now, we get our, uh, we get our blessings out of singing. Now, I want to tell you something, and you just put this down in your spiritual pot and smoke it. And I'm not trying to be rude nor nasty. I would not. I will not. Holy Ghost, bear me record. But I want to tell you right now, time after time in Dalton, Cleveland, Sweetwater, and even on radio stations, I hear men that will sing and play around. And about two minutes later, they'll holler out like a wild cat and say, I wish I had 30 minutes. Well, that lion nut had it 30 minutes ago if he'd have used it. You say, well, why don't you send me some money? I wouldn't give you a dime for to see you swallow a pig. Thank you, Brother Rusty. Let me tell you, friends of mine, the world's dying for something more than the happy goodness and the spears and the inspirations and all that other output. They're dying for some factual preaching. The Bible said you're begotten of the Word. He said, this is a sour note to close out on. No, it didn't. It's what God wants, folks. Now, you can get up and leave if you want to. But if you leave now, they'll know who I'm preaching to. Factual. Somebody said, what is factual preaching? Death. Burial, resurrection, the soon coming, our blessed Savior, the blood atonement, the virgin birth, hallelujah, the pre-millennial return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, you said, I don't believe in it. I, I can't help if you believe it or not, brother. It's in my glory to God. And if you don't believe it, prove it where I'm wrong then. Amen. I'm so pre-millennial. I don't even like these post-toses. Amen. Went to a doctor some time ago and he said, stick out your tongue and say, ah. Oh. I doubt this time doing that I've had because I'm not an R millennialist. And I started to say, no, I just couldn't hardly make myself say, oh. We need some factual preaching. By some fearless men. Hallelujah. I don't mean rude men. I don't mean just plain downright hateful men. I mean fearless men. And that is a difference. Hallelujah. You can just be rough and ornery and, and just see how stuff, that's not fearless. That's not even the attributes of being fearless. To be fearless, a man can have tears dripping off his chin. 
to be trembling under the Holy Ghost power of God and still be fearful. Yeah, you can do that. Lord of God, that's right. You don't have to be just rude. But next to all, by the way, I'm going to still win. Let's see right here. Well, thank you. Thank you, Lord of God. Everybody's going to give $100 to home, take care of them. Praise God. We got him ready, man. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Next! Yeah, that's the way, amen. Back me up over there. Next of all, we don't need some fearless preaching, some factual preaching, but we need some fiery preaching. Amen. Brother, we've had enough of this old... You know, preachers today have taken, I don't know what's happened to them. Some of them think they're really doing something by going down deep and staying down long and coming up dry. Oh, God. Isn't that a crying shame? Listen, brother. You don't have to be dead to please God. You don't have to settle down and just learn big words to please God. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. There's a preacher. Now, come on, you say, oh, I'm going to lose some of you right here. I'm going to lose you. I know I am. I, and I'm going to look all over the crowd. and I lose you. I want to see your things. Some of you, my friends, are so pharisaic that you think unless you endorse everything, well, it ain't no count. God bless your heart. Come on up there, let me just box your jaw. There's a preacher, I heard him twice in New York City. Just before I went overseas, I heard him. I don't know if he's still alive or not. But I heard him. One of the great churches in New York City. I'm talking about the great in size. I don't say everybody knows great. But I heard him. Presidents come to the church, congressmen and senators, servicemen, we went in there. So. Great big old rigged choir. See, I've done lost some of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody said, you better back up on that point and not finish it. No, I'm going to finish. Great big old rigged choir. An organ that covered all, listen, great big old pipe organ. House looked like a great big old football field. After a while, at a given time, out and behind some curtains, stepped a silvery-haired man with a rover. He walked to the pool pit and was as quiet as death. He opened his Bible and put on some glasses. And ten minutes after he started, his chin was quivering like it had an earthquake on the inside of him. Tears were pouring down his cheeks. Compassion was exhibited all over him. 
And after a while, his glasses come off, and his hand went up. Glory to God. You said you can't be in a place like that without fire. Brother, if you're God's man, you can. There's a lot of man that said, if he can stand on a brick and preach, he's not God's man. If you'll keep your mouth shut, they won't find out how dumb you are. If you've got that opinion, if you'll let somebody shine a light in one ear, I'll look to the other ear and see if I can see it. What I'm trying to say is, fella, you're sick. God got some men that walks in king's palaces. He didn't want to be left without a witness. Hallelujah. Amen. That great old man, Dr. Lee, has preached that sermon and thundered her across the pulpits a million times. Payday someday. Hallelujah. Quite me. Glory to God. You're not here too late to tell me that a man has to romp and rave and swing from the chandelier and he's just got the foam at the mouth like you do. He's got to kick his leg like you do. He's got to do this and he's got to do that. Well, I'm trying to say it's not so. You don't have to do that to have far. I saw some men that could run out and run a uh, racehorse and still have a drop of fire about it. A lot of thunder and no rain. <laughs> Amen. You can put this tape out to it any month, that other. Amen. I think it's pretty good, too, brother. Hallelujah. You know, because I'm doing it, God's doing it. I want to go along, and I want to concur 100% with what our brother said today. Uh, old Brother Estes Perkle said a lot of men will rear back and say, well, if a man's got more than 170 students, a compromiser. Ain't so. Don't you tell me that I've got some friends I'll stand up and defend to the death. They may not do everything I do, and they may not, I may not like exactly everything they do. I mean, they may not just dot every eye like I do and cross every T like I do, but they're still God's man. You better shut up! One of the greatest men I've ever been privileged to meet is old Dr. Gray down in Jacksonville, Florida. Old Bob Gray is one of the finest men that I've ever met in my life. He may not do everything just like I do. He may not listen. He may not just uh, go every way I might, like, might go, but he's still God's man. One day he and I got on visitation. I never will forget. We were the folks wagon. We went over my friend's an old, uh, old uh, Navy officer's house. This Navy officer had been coming to Brother Bob's church, and I was a member there then. We knocked on the door. And that old officer come to the door with a can of Budweiser, and he said, Oh, Bob Gray, precious man, big old smile just cut you to pieces. He wasn't rude, and he wasn't mean. He said, Just as sweet as honey, I come to see you. I come to see you. We went on the inside of that house. And I sat down there in that living room with that old man. 
That old lady off as hard as nails and as mean as hell. Set that can of Budweiser down over on the coffee table. The old brother Bob Gray began to tell him that God loved him and cared for him. Here's a man that has 5,000 in Sunday school. I never saw him fail to get that book out. I never saw him fail. No, Bob, after a while, got down in that suit. I don't know what it cost. Crawled down on his knees and from that old officer. Looked up at him with tears pouring like a baby crying because his mother had died. And said, Jesus loves you. And Walter melted like hot butter. And down on his knees he went before God. And when we left there, hallelujah, we was all shouting the victory. Amen. God had come in. You don't have to be just a wild man. I have fire about that. I've got, I've got to say this. God's making me say it. I've got to say this. And if you're going to get mad at me, brethren, I'll love you till I die, but I'll die saying this. You might get ready for it to empty, because it may be it right now. I don't stand up here to pretend that I know everything. I know so little. November the 23rd past, I've been called to preach 30 years. That's not the longest time in the world, Earl. Now, I don't say every man has to have a polished speech and a delivery. Holy Ghost, you look old with some grace. I don't say if a man ought to try to change in his style to suit me or to suit a congregation. But there has been a misinterpretation spread across our country. Stay with me now, Ray. Man, if you got any God in you, you'll stay with me now. But somehow or other, we've gotten a habit of delivering. We think it's got to be long and loud to be scriptural. You've got the idea, you've got to say, And a lot of men are so bad, and a lot of habits they've got in their delivery, you can't understand a thing in the world they're saying, and before you can do a man any good, he's got to know what you're talking about. That cry didn't come from God. And I'm not trying to be mean. God knows and bears me record. I'm not. But I'm saying some men have put that in there and interpreted that as being fire. But it's not so. If God's got his hand on you, if he wants you to, you can stand still and the fire. It's not your running that helps the Word of God out. All the running you'll do in the world 
in this world, it will not add one drop of fire to that book. Amen. I won't have it. You say, are you against me? No. You men that know me long enough, you know I'm not that kind of man. I'm not that kind of man. You preach as God would have you to preach. But please be aware of one thing. It's not your heart. It's not the foam out of your mouth. It's not how loud. It's not how fast. It's not your gestures against the work job done. It's the power of the Word of God. When are we going to learn, Ray? When are we going to learn? When are we going to learn? When are we going to learn? It's the Word that's sharp. It's the Word that's got the power in it. You say you've offended me. Well, something's wrong with you then. You say you'll apologize to me. I'll never do it. I'm not in the wrong spirit and I'm not in the flesh and God made me say it. He'll stay sad. And another thing, a lot of times we've not learned, it's not the length of our message that adds the fire to it. I've, I've said it and I confess to it and I'm sorry, but we like to talk about the climax of the message. If it's God's message and he gave it to you, brothers, she started him in the climax. Amen. I love you. And I promised God a few years ago, Lord, if I didn't have any young teacher, my brother's sitting here. And Brother Ronnie's this young teacher. Son, now listen to me. Listen to me, God. Please listen to me. Listen. Don't you try to be like that. Don't try to be like that. You don't have to be. You don't have to be. Just be God's man. Make yourself available and let God thunder through you. Hallelujah. I'll tell you why or something. Put this way. I don't know how I'm in this, but you ain't. Right. God told me, if you women have got a half sense and have got a preacher husband, you'll make every effort. If you ever get quiet, ever intrusion out of their way, 
and give that man of God of yours chance to get in that book and help him stay in there. Hallelujah. You're not bothering about every little old trifle. Fiery men of God. I believe God's had some fiery men this good, don't you? The servant from Adam said the Lord. Fiery men. Glory to God. One old man in the Bible said he was a friend of God. Come here, boy. Come here to Papa. Sit down here. My grandson. Was you listening to me preach? I appreciate it, boy. When I leave this world and God calls me home, I want him to remember some things about Papa. Papa was a fearless preacher. Amen, boy. And Papa was a factual preacher. Amen. And that Papa was a father. Hey man, how about give him a big old hug, boy? Go on back over and sit down. Be a good boy. Uh, I don't care if he don't remember how tall I am. I don't care if he don't remember what color my hair is. But if he can see a dead man in the pool pit and remember his papa wasn't like that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If we can see a graveyard telling preacher in the pulpit and say, Papa wasn't like that. If we can see an old jellyfish preacher in the pulpit and say, My Papa wasn't like that. Glory to God. I'll shout and Amen. Everybody's last. We've been this long time, ain't we, boy? Amen. You fly together. Fly together. Much as I had a living, if I, God told me to preach to him, I'd let him have it. Honey, stand up, darling. Get up. That's my, my wife. Honey, I love you. But I wouldn't compromise for you. She's never asked me not to pack that suitcase and stay off of the road. She always had my clothes ready for me to go. She's never quite glad at me on Sunday night when I've run in from the week for the weekend to stay home a little while. We'll get on her knees at the bedside. She'll pray for me next week. God bless my husband. You said, Brother Bill. Why is it that God blesses you? I got some people behind me praying for me. Thank you, honey. 
for some men. They'll say goodbye to home, goodbye to county, goodbye to prestige, goodbye to power, goodbye to riches, goodbye to what? Hello, God. Bob, when I'm dead, I want you to have my library. Don't you ever turn into a modernist, boy. Don't you ever do it, you hear me? I carried you on my hip when you was a baby. I helped you blow your nose when you wasn't big enough. Don't you ever turn into a modernist. You be jealous. You be factual. You be fiery, hallelujah. I don't mean wild fire. Oh, it's getting deep. It's getting deep. It's getting deep.
got his pencil and sat down on the floor and extended his tongue. And with great effort, began to try to write, Dear Mamma, Dear Mama. He screamed and he would erase. He wrote and he would erase. And he wrote and he marked and he erased. And after a while, with great big tears rolling down his cheeks, he came to Mother, shameful, and he said, What's the matter, son? He held up the paper and said, Mama, I've messed it all up. Mama, look what I messed it in. And she looked down at them tear-filled eyes and cut that smudged and erased and marked paper and tore it into a million pieces, seeing the sorrow in his heart and threw it into the waste paper basket. And reached and got a new sheet of paper and said, Darling, start over again. Start over again. Start over again. I won't be so. And I'm sure that when I've come down the end of this year, I've got this new There'll be some eraser marks. There'll be some smudges, Junior. But oh, what a joy it is to know when I bow at his feet and say, Lord, I'm done to make you think. You'll say, son, start over again. Start over again, son. Start over again.